0: Okay, so we got the recording started, and um, again, you know, for everyone who is um, registered for our teleseminar, uh, you'll get uh, after uh, after our teleseminar, or in a couple of days, you'll get um, the links to uh, hear the recording. And now, uh, in addition to having the teleseminars on my website, uh, there are now uh, podcasts on iTunes and also uh, SoundCloud. But I'll tell you all of that toward the end today. Uh, a lot of people are new to the teleseminars this month, and so just want to cover a few things. Um, during the teleseminar, I'm going to speak to... The topic for today for a little while, uh, maybe a half hour or so to about a half hour, and then um, open it up for you to ask questions or share what you want to share about uh, your understanding of either today's uh, topic or the, the three principles in general. As you have heard in other um hearing from other people make it a very rich um, time together in our conversations. To do that, you'd want to hit star two on your telephone. Um, and uh, that will show me that you are wanting to share something. But we won't do that uh, until the end of my presentation. And um, I'll remind you again. I'll also remind you at the end, again, how how to listen to other uh, teleseminars that have been done um, and, um, uh, what to expect in terms of today's teleseminar coming to you as a recording. All right. So um, today I wanted to share with you in a little different way about this topic, which is a very uh, powerful topic just in and of itself, um, that insecurity is fought. Um, that could be a life-changing insight, and it was for um Sydney Banks. So, for those of you new to the principles, uh, or the, the principles upon which my teleseminars are based, Sydney Banks, uh, around 1974 and 1975, was a regular, ordinary human being who had a, a deeply spiritual epiphany about the nature of life and our own true nature, and in that discovered the principles that I have been teaching for like 34 years now in my meeting, Sydney Banks, around 1983. Um, So uh, although um, we won't really define the principles together today, uh, I do so on uh, earlier teleseminars, and I'll again tell you how to find those on my website as we end today's call. But today at first I wanted to tell you, I wanted to talk about Sydney Banks with you because I wanted you to see the true nature of the statement that insecurity is thought. Uh, again, if, you're, if you've been on my other teleseminars or listened to my other teleseminars and they've been meaningful to you, then I would recommend that you, that you read uh, Sydney Banks, uh, um, the Enlightened, Enlightened Gardener book. The Missing Link book, but even his first book, Second Chance, they're all very powerful in sharing this understanding. I would just use him as a reference right now. Okay, so what do I want to tell you? I want to tell you a story that Sidney Banks shared with me and a group of us over the years of our our learning from him about how he came to uh well really i i don't think it was a linear progress process i just think along the way he's had he had several insights that somehow uh he got this uh really deep spiritual activity. but he started he, he, his curiosity around thought started at he was a mill worker in uh, canada and one of his uh Co-workers was reading a book by Krishna Murdy. and Sid picked it up, and he just saw something in there about thought that really hit him. It just I don't, I don't know just sort of made some sense to him, and uh, uh, so he kind of left after reading that, and it had some residual effect on him. And he went, he said. He went back to the book to look for it. And he said it was like in the middle of the book. He could never find that sentence again. You know, and sometimes in kind of a spiritual insight or just having realizations when we read something, we we may not be able to really go back and find it. That's what happened to him. Um, uh, so that went on. He was continuing to work, and a couple of months later, him and his first wife, um, Barb, who passed, passed away, um, ha, went to a couples workshop in Vancouver. And uh, he talks about how they were insecure about going. They canceled a couple of times. And then they finally went to the uh, workshop. And it really wasn't sitting well with him because it was about getting into all of your reactions to one another and, you know, all of these emotions were being, uh, uh, brought up. But he was having, uh, like he said, I think a lunch or a dinner with another couple, uh, him and his wife and this other couple. And the couple, uh, the, the husband was a psychologist. And in, during the dinner, Sid was telling, um, this psychologist about all of his insecurities. Well, a psychologist just said, Well, Sid, you're not insecure. You just think you are. And Sid got a hit. And by that, I, I don't mean, you know, physically <laughs> hit, but it just woke up a deep insight, uh, a deep resonant, resonating in him. The truth of that way beyond his intellectual understanding of thinking. And, uh, he really saw that, uh, insecurity and fear was nothing more than thought. And he shared to the psychologist, you know what you said, but the psychologist didn't get it at the level Sid saw it. And then he said, you know, he went home with that and then he was just filled with love for three days. The feeling of love and understanding just kept coming through him. And, he said it resolved all of his past and took away all his insecurities and changed him uh, completely. Um, and then later, maybe a few weeks later, uh, he was uh, uh, sitting at his home and that's when he had that other experience that was really this deep uh, spiritual experience. Um, but I wanted to just Start there because that was very powerful. And um, when I first heard that, it was very powerful for me. Um, I I saw that it was true, but I didn't know what to do with it. Um, I don't know if you've seen that in your own life about um, you know kind of really seeing the truth of um, a spirit, kind of a a statement about ourselves that. It's kind of like deeply true, but you don't know what to do with it. So when I first saw that, heard that, I kind of thought about some of the things I was um, insecure about doing and started to think about, you know, um, uh, putting in a strategy. And I realized that doesn't work well. I just had to see more about how my insecurities were nothing more than thought. Uh, another way of saying it, our insecurities are nothing more than learned thinking. Now, the feeling of this um, uh, again uh, is written in Sid's first book, Second Chance, and Second Chance was his first book again, and it was just being published when I when I met him. And um, in that book, uh, on really page eighteen of that book, he says this. Uh, the same uh, uh, understanding in a different, a little different way. So I'm going to read it to you because it says the same thing and points to the same truth and to the same feeling that woke up more in me how uh, insecurity is thought. So uh, Jonathan, who is the protagonist in the um, story, he's the wise person in the story, says to Richard, who is the person who, travels uh, in the story to Maui and meets Jonathan. And he says, uh, Jonathan says, "Um, why not look at it this way? There is no such thing as failure. Surely, failure is only in the eyes of the beholder. And the more the belief exists, the more the so-called failure will be. Don't you see? It is the thought that is the seed and the failure is the form. Without the thought, it is virtually impossible to be a failure. Now, that hit me deeply again. So I went to this evening a seminar that Sidney Banks was presenting, and I heard him talk about his seeing, uh, insecurity as thought. And then I read that, and it just deeply affected me to see that uh, all of my fear and insecurity uh, can only exist. Uh, as As a thought there, if i didn 't have that thought i wouldn 't have fear or insecurity i 'd have another experience and I love this piece in what he says Thought is the seed again in the principles, thought is the energy by which you create form, and failure is the form, so thought is the uh, the the capacity uh, the force we have to form things and Once they're formed, they look true. So I wanted to start there with you because um, I don't know anything more powerful than than to see the the statements that insecurity is just thought or here in the book, there's no such thing as failure. It's only in the eyes of the beholder. It's only in the eyes of the thinker. Now, when you're in it, It is real. I'm not saying uh, that uh, your thinking isn't real. But at another level of understanding, fear doesn't exist or failure doesn't exist when you realize that it's just thought. It's just the way you come to learn to think about yourself in life. And this is just really a beautiful awakening. Now, it isn't for you to try to get this. It's for you to try to get the feeling of what this is pointing to for you. A lot of what we've been up against is really uh, just created through thought. It's just a belief, as Sid says, carried through time. So we catch on to this belief when we're 10 years old and we carry it through time. And that, just seeing that alone could be curative for people. Now, another thing that I'm just sharing with you today, uh, the words of Sidney Banks and the way I've heard those words, this is just the way I've heard them, because he speaks so deeply about this topic. And again, I really, really encourage you to really not go anywhere else, but to start reading his uh, works. But in any case, I... I uh, have mentioned before that I'm doing a lot of walking just around my, you know, my neighborhood. And I listened to my Sydney Banks recordings. And one of the beautiful things that have helped me and what I heard him say in the last uh, year of walking is that um, all human beings, uh, uh, I don't know how he was saying it, but all human beings develop insecurity. These are my words. These are just my words. But we can't escape insecurity. It's just the, the consciousness that we're born into right now of every human being around us innocently uh, sees fear and insecurity real. So we pick it up. Now, here's the beauty. He said, but what helps is the understanding of the nature of thought. And one aspect of understanding the nature of thought, the principle of thought, the spiritual energy that is thought, is to see that insecurity is just thought. That helps people. Now, that doesn't mean your insecurity stops. It just means that I don't know, to me it's less and less or your understanding of the nature of thought, you're really getting at a deep level that it's just a belief uh, comes to your aid and you quickly transcend any insecure thinking that continues to be uh, habitually showing up for you. Now, isn't that powerful? I think to me when I heard that, it left me off the hook you know, the, uh, let me off the hook that I wasn't learning enough, that I was still getting insecure thought from time to time, you know. But what Sid helped me there, he kind of soothed that idea because you can't escape it. It's not about really putting an end to it. It has no, um, there's no purpose like that with principles understanding. But what seems to happen is, is that learning fades, those beliefs fade. When they come up uh, for us, uh, our understanding of the nature of thought quickly occurs to our minds and helps us um, so um, so I wanted to, to just use his words to, 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 to start our discussion today around this topic, and uh, we've covered a number of ways, and um, it could be said that insecurity is thought. And again, you know, being in the human condition, uh, when we're born, we're born with this pure understanding, this pure spiritual energy, and as Sydney says, we get contaminated. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong here. It just means that we start developing these beliefs that create insecurity or fear or worry or concern or whatever it is we, we get caught up in. And again, you know, we get the thought of it and consciousness makes us aware of it, brings it to life for us. So that's how the principles work. However, again, what Sid says is what helps us is understanding the nature of thought. Well, understanding the principles, understanding that when you're having a feeling of insecurity, that's just thought, and it's being brought to life, and re- and looks so true for you because of consciousness. So these little sayings uh, or these sharings of Sid in um, um, in his uh, in his seminars and in his audio recordings and in his books, um, and I would really encourage you to look at Second Chance. It, it has the principles in a, in a little different way than the, 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 the other books do, like The Enlightened Gardener or The Missing Link, um, and um, it's a really nice, nice book. Um, so I wanted to share with you a story about how uh, understanding that comes to us around the nature of thought helps when we're, we're caught in insecure states, states of thinking. I've shared this story um, on a number of occasions when I've been asked to um, be on someone's webinar or be interviewed um, by someone's program or or my own um, videos. But it really does share um, the the way that understanding the nature of thought helps us. Um, In the past, for um, many years, uh, I was working in a major medical center that had a large psychiatry department, and I was asked to uh, run the chemical dependency program. And through my years of running the chemical dependency program, I uh, had a number of uh, directors of of the department that I had to report to. And there was this one person that I had to report to that, I don't know a lot of the staff reacted with with fear toward uh, toward this person. And when I went in to report, I had insecure thinking. And it did not look to me like insecure thinking. It looked to me that, um, uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> there's something to be fearful about in going in to talk, talk with this person. And... Um, Anyhow, that went on for you know uh about a year as this person was new to running the department, and I had just uh, had like maybe a year or so of, of understanding the principles and uh, one day we were at a we were in a department meeting, and uh, this you know director was acting her usual self, and all of a sudden it came to me again the understanding of thought occurred it wasn't like i was consciously trying to see how thought worked in terms of my insecurity i'm sitting there and it occurred to me oh my god she acts this way when she's an in insecure thought and that was so deep again seeing how insecure is 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 um Created through thought. I just saw how that was for another human being. And in that um, insight came the feeling of understanding. And my heart went out to her. And again, you know, when your understanding occurs to you, I'm sure a lot of you who have been learning the principles this happens to, you just living in another level of consciousness at that moment. And in that moment come other thoughts that help you. So as I was sitting there, that feeling, as that feeling of love did for, for Sid, it corrected the way I saw her. It put the rest, my own insecurity about this person because I saw this person as human as me. Now, just briefly, uh, on our walk back to the main part of the clinic after the meeting more more came to me uh, and the other piece that came to me was I saw my own uh, responsibility in in um, how I acted uh, toward her could have um, created some of the way she spoke to me now I saw it in a very um, uh, uh, non-judgmental way. It just occurred to me, you know, the way you've been approaching her probably uh, lended itself to her acting some ways with you that way too. And it was nothing to see my own uh, responsibility. It was nothing. It, it wasn't like um, I felt guilty about it. It just that, oh, okay, I, I need to just see that and own it and, you know, take care of it. And so then, then other thoughts came to me like, you just need to go talk to her and tell her what you just saw and uh, work with her. And I did. I followed that thinking, and I went into the office. She had her door open, and I shared with her, and uh, I apologized for the way I was, and I just said, um, I want to work with you. And she said, from the same feeling that I was in, I want to work with you too. Um So I'm telling you this long story. Uh, Just see that... You can just see that uh, uh, my own insecurity about being in relationship with my boss was uh, just a belief that at another level of understanding it didn't exist. Not only that, but a different kind of relationship existed. And so uh, I just wanted to share this to, again, just help support the point. It's not that you work at seeing that insecurity or fear or anxiety is thought. It's you just stay reflective about it, wanting to see more, just staying open to seeing more. And honestly, out of the blue, you'll see something. That's how this works. This understanding comes from insight, not through intellectual analyzing or figuring out. Now, the other thing here, again, about the power of coming to a level of understanding about uh, seeing fears, seeing our own self-judgments as beliefs, is that um, that um, understanding goes further. So when I, uh, spoke to my boss from this feeling of understanding for her and very easily, uh, just shared how I was a bit off and she felt the understanding. Um, about a week later, she came up to me and asked me what I was learning and was there a local seminar she could go to to learn the same thing. <laughs> you see, and it's like, Honestly, we had this beautiful relationship uh, for the rest of the time we were working together until she uh, retired. Where actually we went together to Sydney Banks seminars and uh, we went together to an Elsie Spittle seminar and had lunch together with Elsie. So uh, you know, what people call miracles, I mean, there, there was it's just that miracles are just the right use of thought, you know, and that's true. As I got into the right use of thought with understanding rather than creating fear, again, you know, you something that I could not believe happening when I was in the level of insecurity just came about. So I just wanted to share this with you the power of um of these of, of the sharing by Sydney Banks very concise statement that um, that all insecurity is just thought we can't escape insecurity um, but what helps us is understanding the nature of thought and in second chance, why not look at it that way? Why not? Why not look at there being no such thing as insecurity? It's just a belief carried through time that we were innocently taught. Or maybe we picked it up ourselves when we were younger. Uh, you know, we looked at ourselves uh, undergoing some experiences and began to think of ourselves as uh, not being able to handle certain kinds of life circumstances. I remember a beautiful um, audio tape that Linda Pransky made. I'm not sure it's still available. But in it, she talked about, like, um, she's talking about her anxieties at learning to be a counselor. And she talked about remembering at one time yeah, when she was about 10 years old, she had a choice to continue to be, I don't know, kind of a strong girl or um, to follow um, worry, something like that. She didn't really um, see it that clearly as a young girl, but she, she realized that she just picked up a way of using thought that created for her anxiety. Anyhow, I'm just telling you that story to see it's just an innocent thing that uh, human living in our level of consciousness and life right now, all of us get insecurity. again, the, uh, the, the the way to transcend that is understanding the nature of thought and understanding that thought is the seed, thought is the energy that is the force that allows us to create, and insecurity is what we put in it. Insecurity is a form that thought takes, but the principle of thought is neutral. It it doesn't have insecurity in it. It's just when it comes into form that it becomes insecurity or joy or love or understanding. Well, I hope this was helpful for people. I I covered a number of things here. And so here's what I want to do. I want to check in with all of you. We have a lot of people on the call right now. And I really love that. That's what uh, the reason I created the teleseminars. So I'd like to hear from you now. And again, really, I just want you to feel free to to share with us, whether you have a question about today's topic or about the principal's understanding, or you want to share your own uh, experience or, or your own insight or something that you've seen about this understanding through the month, we'd love to hear from you. To do that, you have to uh, hit star two on your phone. And then... Um, I'll know, uh, I'll see you here on the computer screen. Oh, okay, so we have someone. This looks like a Europe or, or UK call. Uh, did somebody, did, yeah. hello?
1: Hello, can you hear me, Mark?
0: Yes, I can hear you really well.
1: Oh, great. Okay, so my name is Kate, and thank you for these calls. Hi, how are you?
0: Good, I'm good.
1: Good. Thank you for these calls. Um the question was about the story you were just relating about the um lady you were working with and I think you said something along the lines of I had insecure thinking about her. Uh-huh. And yeah. I was just curious about the way you phrased that whether that is different from I was insecure. And whether you you were very specifically choosing that in other words, to not kind of make it something that was who you are, but that it was just something you were experiencing through thought does sorry, does that make sense just whether oh I just wonder whether the the, the expression "I had insecure thinking. Uh-oh. Means something different to you than I. I was insecure. I wonder whether that, that was in any way different oh, okay. Probably it isn't.
0: Yeah, no. I, yeah.
1: Um, I, I think I'm barking at well, the wrong
0: tree. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. I guess to me, um, I wasn't thinking about it that way, Kate. Okay. But I think I think there is a different difference in using th- those words, you know, because in I think it, uh, I, to me, as you just shared that, if I was to say I was insecure, it was mm-hmm. kind of like that's who I was as a human being. Yeah, but that's what I, I wanted to re- re- Yeah, I really just had insecure thinking.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't an insecure human being. I just had insecure thinking. And at that time, the reality of my life was here yeah but i wasn't i wasn't truly truly i wasn't an insecure person yes but but i mean uh but the reason I said I had insecure thinking was only because I was talking about the past um,
1: oh i see yeah uh, sorry yes i see yeah. yeah yeah
0: at that time at that time when I went in to talk with her. I had insecure thinking about mm, the meeting, yeah. you know. I think I didn't think yeah. it was going to go well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I see that.
1: Uh, that. That's great. And and what you were describing of of being able to uh, recognize it as thought—that this is a seed that brings forward um, an experience of insecurity—that that just that recognition over time. Reduces its power, makes it less real over time. Have I understood that
0: well, yeah, I think that uh, the more you uh, the more you see um the more you uh, um have deepened your understanding of the nature of thought um your insecure thinking uh, fades.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I think the moment you have an insight into the principles, you you see you're at a different level of consciousness. You're living beyond your usual habits. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you stay there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, as you live your understanding in life, um, it seems to me that the insights you've had occur to you. So, for example, if I have a moment of being in bother, uh, very quickly now, uh, my understanding around the nature of thought occurs to me. I get something like, oh, Mark, your thinking's off right now. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay? That's lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mark. brilliant.
0: Nice to have you on the calls. And then, um, Chris, uh, you still have something you want to share?
3: Yeah, hi, Mark. How are you?
0: Hi, Chris. Good, good. How are you?
3: Good. Um, uh, Good topic. And uh, as you were speaking uh, during it, I kind of just had a A uh, idea that um, when you say uh, the nature of thought and uh, that insecurity is coming from thought, um, I was kind of thinking maybe it also might have to do with how the thought is manifested through consciousness, right? Because you could have an insecure thought one day and it seems one way, and you could have that same insecure thought another day and it doesn't. Right. So it's it's kind of the same thought coming through and you know and this is like trying to hold water in your hands, right? I mean trying to get your head around this, but but maybe how that is then manifested through your consciousness, if you constantly are those thoughts are kinda of coming to your consciousness at whatever level that may be the same way, that kind of I don't want to use the word ingrains it, but it, it, it kind of it holds a the place there and and then that is your your um, your lens, right? And when those thoughts do come through, um, just a thought. I was just no pun intended, but I was just thinking that that maybe it's also how that thought is coming through through consciousness that's making it that much more real.
0: Um. Uh. Well, sure. I guess Chris, I'm not. Um... Um I would try to
1: um,
0: get the feeling of um the the words I shared today of what Sid was sharing. I think that um you could have an insecure thought um and be at a level of understanding where uh that insecure thought really doesn't um have much impact on you.
3: But doesn't consciousness make so, that thought real?
0: It does with anything you have. It isn't like... I mean, any thought you have, consciousness makes real. is that consciousness brings... I see thought the thought. Thought and consciousness are um, together. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
0: So, So consciousness won't give more energy to to a certain thought it, any thought you have consciousness m- makes it feel alive if you want to try to describe it you know we're trying to describe something that's hard to describe um, right so so um, so it doesn't matter you know if you have a, an insecure thought consciousness will make it real for you will make it look alive for you well uh, it, it consciousness doesn't Um, get a thought and say, well, um, I'm going to give this less energy today or make it less real. Now, what does make it um, less serious is your own, at the moment that the thought of insecurity arises in you, what makes it uh, vary in the degree it looks real is your level of understanding at the time. So uh, um, if you, so let's say, I don't know, what could we say here? Let's say, you know, like for me, you know, I get, I told you all, I get kind of nervous when I'm getting ready to take a trip, you know? And so let's say I'm, you know, the day before I'm starting to pack and that nervousness comes and, and I'm in a level of understanding. I just see, well, I just, I'm in a nice feeling state. I, I'm in a nice level of consciousness and that comes up. I can easily see that, no, wait a minute, that's just an old habit of mine. Let's not even go there. But if my level of consciousness is, you know, maybe I'm a little perturbed or, bothered or uh, tired, I don't know. My level of consciousness is lower than that. Then the that nervousness comes in, the insecure thinking comes in, it, you know, it's, it looks more real to me.
3: Um, yeah, I guess to, to me, when you said you're either bothered or perturbed, to me that wouldn't that – they're emotional. That wouldn't be tied to consciousness. Consciousness to me is – benign it it doesn't have that personal um aspect to it right they understand it to me what you have said is that the level of understanding of what's happening is that more that consciousness of being aware of that of how what's happening And, and that understanding is really key i agree with you
0: yeah i i think that uh with all respect here, I really think that um, I can tell that we're trying to, uh, me too, Um, I'm a party to this as well, around delineating something that um, can't be delineated, you know, so we have to be very careful trying to um, figure this out. But
3: yeah, I wasn't looking
0: for just, an answer. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know. Uh, but it's it, it piqued my curiosity in terms of what you were sharing in that, see, um, for me to experience bother, I've had to have the thought that um, created bother and consciousness brought whatever I thought alive for me. So with both of them, Uh, both of them together created this experience I call bother. Um, I don't feel, I don't really, uh, um, I don't really think I'm uh, sharing this with the feeling I'd like to, Chris, and to the rest of you. I'm going to take some time on this and maybe bring it into our next call. I'm going to research this at the library. (laughs) I'm just joking. Chris, thanks for sharing. Sure, my pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for sharing, Chris. Um, Let's see. Catherine.
2: Hi. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Um, So one of the things that um, some insight I had is that um, I think I was just struggling to get a deeper sense of the nature of thought. And at some point I kind of realized it's, for me, it seems like I need to make it simple. And the insight came that the nature of thought is that it comes and goes. And so I may be in a, a, a thought that has um, the feeling state of insecurity or fear or, you know, whatever it is. And if I can remember that it's actually not going to last forever. And there are times in the day when I'm actually not feeling that. That seems to really give me a, 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 some space to be willing to be in that state of mind um, and know that it will pass. Um, so that's that's kind of one piece that, that's helped me. And then the other piece is um, something that... Um, uh, Bill Pettit said on one of his videos is um, uh, when we're we're in the state of panic, which is sort of insecurity times X, whatever, that um, if we can be willing to just have the courage to stay with it until the physiological response passes, that's been really helpful for me because um, courage is actually courage is a French word from the heart. So it's bringing my heart into it. It's bringing my heart and and kind of being with myself in a way that um, feels good to me. And if I'm willing to be with myself enough until it passes, then the physiological response fades. And then I can remember um, to bring something in to help me be in a better state. So I, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but... Those are two things that have helped
0: me. Well, thank you for sharing, Catherine. I, uh, again, you know, I think um, those are your beautiful um, realizations as you have reflected on the principles. And again, um, through thought, you were given those realizations. Mm -hmm. The realization that this will pass, that's your realization from reflecting on the principles that came to you because you think. It came to you through thought. So the pure energy of that wisdom uh, was manifested through thought. Same with uh, the way you listened to uh, Bill Pettit. Uh Again, that you were blessed with uh, your own realization of what he was pointing to. And it came to you through thought. You had a thought that I would say is at a higher level of consciousness than when you were uh, uh, before that. And so thought, Your thinking comes and goes. The thoughts that are, the forms of thought, the the forms come and go. Thought is always manifesting and creating. It's always, as long as you're alive, every nanosecond, you're creating a form we call thinking. So what you were sharing with us is really beautiful. And we see that all the time, even myself, that continuing to um, move toward understanding of the principles, I get these realizations that help me um, with my own thinking um, to live in a better way uh, of understanding than I did prior to that. So... um, So... I thought those, those were beautiful insights you had and that you were able to see those insights because of thought. You had thoughts that shared with you, this will pass or um, have the courage. You really saw that at a level where it made sense to you and that making sense to you came to you through thought. So thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing that. I think that could be helpful to people. Again, you see, uh, what comes to us as our own way of being with ourselves, you don't want to take that, I'm talking to other people, you don't want to take that as a strategy. You want to see uh, the potential we have to have our own realizations that help us. But they all come through thought. Um, Okay, we have another person. Probably have time for this one. Oh what happened? The person just left. Um well Julie, if you're here, this sorry I didn't get to you in time. Um, anybody else have anything that they'd like to share? We have about another five minutes. Just press star two. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Um, Julie, you are here. Hi, Julie. Yes. Yeah. Hi, it's Janet.
4: Um. Oh, Janet. Hi. <laughs> hi Janet. <laughs> well, you know what happened? My daughter bought me a cell phone many years ago, and I was on her account. And for some reason now, when I call people, it comes up sometimes as Janet and sometimes as Julie. So I need to talk to Verizon okay. about that. There's a little static
0: with your, there's a little static, Janet, with your connection. Okay. Can you hear me better? It's still, I can hear you, but there's some static, but why don't you just share, uh-huh. I'd like to hear what you have to share. Yeah,
4: just, just real quickly, thank you so much for this.
0: Um,
4: I'm very blessed to have worked with primary age children for most of my life, and um, now I'm... um participating in the caregiving of my two grandsons. Um, and so I have really learned how to think simply. <laughs> and um, it kind of drives me crazy getting caught up in semantics. Um, and and one of the things that uh, Chris said when we were in Hawaii was, don't think about this. Just let it come naturally. Thinking about thinking will kind of drive yourself crazy. And um, that was something that I could really uh, hold on to because this whole thing has been, like I've told you, very effortless for me, these insights that I've had. And it, and um, so I really feel um, very blessed, I guess, that I'm a relatively simple thinker, and, and I think that's a positive thing. I'm not putting anybody down. You know, we're all different. But um, I just see things as really black and white. And when you're telling, you know, sharing um, about the subject, I think of this, uh, I recently started watching Call the Midwife on VS, which is absolutely wonderful, on actually on Netflix. And so every single new mom, when they are going into labor, they say, I cannot do this at some point <laughs> in the labor process, which I did with my first uh, labor and delivery. I can't do this. This is too hard. And 99.9% of the time, The nurses would say to them, yes, you can, and they did, unless there was some kind of maybe issue wrong, and I just think, wow, how powerful that a woman who's going through that birthing process without any kind of anesthesia or that sort of thing, just a midwife there helping them through it, can be told, yes, you can, and they believe it and they do it, and it's like that fear and insecurity of going through the delivery process. And I kind of uh relate that to what you're saying. It popped up into my mind. Um that we when we think for me, I've been told by my mom and different people, you can't do that. And so it sort of became habitual for me, like these fears and insecurities. And um it's so freeing to me to realize that yes, I can. I can do anything that I really want to do. I don't have to be fearful or insecure about anything anymore and it's you know and it's very simple to me so does that yeah, make thank sense thank
0: you Julie oh it Janet. makes a lot of sense Janet yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry about that sorry about that That's Yeah, it okay. made a lot of sense Janet.
4: I gotta do something with my uh, phone
0: um Janet I thought that you shared um a couple of things that were very helpful uh I really do think that um I love that you reminded us, again, you know, you don't want to think too much about the principles. Um, um, they're just so difficult to explain because they're formless energy. And so just, again, you know, for all of us, it's just when you see that you're trying to figure them out, um, just go lightly with that and... um uh, really just get quiet about it. Uh, you'll gain your own insights into the principles. The other thing in terms of what Janet was saying, uh, that I just want to go back and uh, read that passage in uh, Second Chance. Um, and again, so uh, let's look at that again. Why not look at it this way? There's no such thing as failure, insecurity. There's no such thing as fear. Surely failure, insecurity is only in the eyes of the beholder. And the more the belief exists, the more the so-called failure will be. So it's alive as long as we give energy to the belief. Don't you see it is the thought that is deceived? The failure, insecurity is the form. Without the thought, it is virtually impossible to be a failure or insecure. And Janet, you shared you shared that once you had an insight, the learning that you had through your childhood just didn't make sense anymore. Well, I hope this was helpful to people. Um, we're coming to a close today of our our um, talk together. So um, in a couple of days, you'll be uh, getting getting an email with. Um, a way to um, listen to the recording for today's teleseminar. It will either be my. You, you can either choose my website, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And on all of those, uh, all of those um, uh, ways, uh, they have um, a listing of all of the past teleseminars. My website probably has the most complete list. Um, And that's threeprinciplesinstitute.org. And then go to the Teleseminar tab. Uh, So it's over three years now, Teleseminar, so there's a lot to choose from. Again, thank you all for being here. Um, Again, just a wonderful time to hear from all of you. Thanks for sharing on the call. And uh, have a good rest of the month. We'll talk with you again uh, in November. Take care. Bye.